Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of ALM's award-winning magazine, Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. Good day. This is Monica Bay. I'm Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News, and I am so thrilled today to have a fantastic guest on our podcast. I want to let you know that Law Technology Now is sponsored by Thompson LiveNote. A little bit later in the program, they'll be telling you a little bit about them. Um, Andy Atkins has been on the LTN board of uh, Editorial Advisory Board almost from its inception and has truly been someone who, as editor, I turn to very frequently to get guidance on where he sees the profession going and the technology going. And we've both been very concerned about practice or case management software. Sometimes it's called both. And that's an area that's particularly of um, Andy's expertise. Uh, so today we're going to talk about that. Uh, before we do, I just wanted to let you know that you can find this podcast um, on the ALM's Law Technology Now website, www.lawtechnologynow.com or from the Legal Talk Network, which is at www.legaltalknetwork.com. And, of course, you can find it on the iTunes podcast library. And, Andy, I know this is going to come as a total shock and surprise to my readers, but finally, this week, I bought an iPod. I know that's pretty amazing. (laughs) Um, Today, we're going to talk about small firms and especially firms that are wrestling with purchasing case management, practice management software. We're going to talk about what it is, why firms need it, common misperceptions, and ultimately why there really is no holy grail on this. Um, and Andy, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do as the director of the University of Florida's Legal Technology Institute. Well, thank you, Monica. I appreciate it. Um, I created the Institute about 10 years ago here at the University of Florida College of Law. Uh, its main mission is uh, really to try to provide a, an innovative forum for basically making technology better in the legal profession. Um, we provide technology consulting services to law firms, law departments, judiciary, law schools, pretty much anybody involved in legal technology. And we do this all over the country. And I, I have a couple of clients outside of the uh, universe, uh, outside of the United States. But uh, primarily, probably, I would say about half of my consulting is focused specifically on case management or practice management uh, in helping law firms of all sizes. Um, understand what it is and how it can help them in their daily practice. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. And I know you and I have both been, to be blunt, shocked by the consistent surveys, most particularly the American Bar Association's uh, uh, legal technology survey, which they do about once a year. And our another one of our board members, Catherine Sanders-Reach, uh, is involved with that survey. And Two things have struck me about that survey. One is that year after year after year, it shows that less than 14% of the respondents, who I'm going to assume are probably dominated by small firm uh, practitioners, aren't using any kind of litigation support, or at least they think they're not using any kind of litigation support. And the other uh, figure that you and I were chatting about that is pretty amazing is how low the um, adoption rate is on for the case or the practice management software. Tell us a little bit about that and, and why that's so surprising. 
Well, I think a lot of it is perception. And you also, I mean, we've done a lot of surveys through my institute also, and you kind of have to look at how the data is collected. Um, obviously, there are sampling errors. Um, there is no, in my mind, no perfect survey out there. Uh, but the numbers that you're touting, and, and when we go back to the vendors and say this is what we found, and they're pretty much in agreement, you know, who's wh- where the markets are. Uh, but you're right. It's while the and I typically talk in in terms of different types of management systems. And, and let me let me kind of confirm what I'm what I'm talking about is if you look at the world of financial management, which is time and billing and accounting, you'll have probably 99% of the legal profession, at least private law firms, use some sort of time and billing system. And yes, there are a few that are out there that still do it in Word or Word Perfect. Um, and then the, the next major management system is document management. You'll find about 50 to 55% of the profession across the board. This is all size firms use document management. And larger firms, you're going to have, have a higher adoption rate. Uh, now you look at case management, and that's typically around 30 to 35% across the board uses case management. Um, but then in the smaller law firms, I think you'll find a higher percentage of people who have adopted case management as opposed to larger firms. And there's lots of possible reasons for that. Um, I think in the larger firms, it's just really hard to put one system in that manages every different types of practice areas. Um, now, on the other hand, you'll have the vendors that say, no problem, we can do that. But in reality, somebody's got to sit there and make it work for different areas. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is while you see so much time in billing software out there, because that's the bread and butter, but it, most people track time, they review a pre-bill, they send out a bill. I mean, it's pretty much cut and dried. It's the same procedure no matter what size firm you're in. There may be some nuances. Uh, and we can get into that later, but you know, you do, you, you do, you track your time and you bill it. That's pretty much it. In the, in the area of case management or matter management, lawyers, even within the same firm, don't practice law the same way. They don't have the same checklists or the to-dos or the tasks, even in the same practice groups, uh, because lawyers are trained differently, um, and they have their own styles of practice law and I think that's one of the reasons why you don't have a real high adoption rate because you'll have you'll have case management software in a law firm but not everybody's going to use it and you were saying in the larger firm environments they may be doing more a la carte uh, choices they might want you know to have a particular time and billing product and they may be mixing and matching more yeah yeah uh, for example in in larger firms you've got I I, I divide it into uh, litigation and transactional. So on the litigation side, it's more conducive to be able to use case management uh, because I think most of the software that was developed out there was primarily for managing cases. On the transactional side, you know, there's there's this terminology out there, and they don't really handle cases; they handle matters. And so, but their needs are going to be totally different than the litigator's needs are. So, absolutely, yeah. One of the problems is that you you put a a program in there, a software program in there, and you set it up and design it for the litigators. There's no way that the transactional side is going to use it because they don't need to have all that information. They need different types of uh, information in their database. 
so a more complex firm is likely to have more of an a la carte. And Andy, you authored um, an article that we called There Is No Holy Grail in the uh, March issue of Law Technology News. And one of the things you talked about is when a smaller law firm environment is trying to get their arms around this, how to get them to understand what it involves. And you, you, you outlined a few minutes ago a couple of the components. Can you go through that with a little bit more detail and tell us, let's say we have a law firm that might be a 20-lawyer law firm with perhaps 50 total users. What typically are they going to be looking at if they're thinking about purchasing a practice or case management uh, program for the first time? What are some of the issues they face? Well, the, the main thing is they need to understand what case management is and what matter management is. And, and I tried to point this out in the article, uh, which I really appreciate you giving me the venue to do that because there is a lot of misperception in the industry about the difference between case management, matter management, and practice management. And is there a difference between practice management and case management per se, because those terms are often thrown around kind of interchangeably. Are they interchangeable? Sure. Well, they are. If you know, I mean, again, the way I try to define it, case management handles the front office, period. What do people mean by front office? I hear the terms front office and back office, and sometimes I'm not sure everyone understands what those distinctions are. Well, the back office is typically your time and billing and accounting system. Uh, and that's the reason they call it a back office is because you typically have an office in the back um, that's handling the accounting and the bookkeeping, and you have billing clerks and you have time entry clerks and cost recovery and all of that. And that's you know the attorneys don't really do any of that. The front office, as we call it, is is what what the attorneys and paralegals and secretaries work on to handle their cases or matters. So they're the ones who are generating documents. Uh, they're also using macros to create those documents. Um, there may be substantive areas of law. Uh, there may be a real estate system in there. There may be a bankruptcy or collection system. And those are typically front office. And we, we combine or we define case and matter management as being part of the front office. Now, the term practice management, in my eyes, is something that encompasses everything, your front office and your back office. And there is software out there that handles both of those. Now, would a would a comprehensive program that's sort of a one size fits all, or a or a maybe that's the wrong term, would a would a, a program that includes all those various components be something better suited to a smaller firm that that might not have the nuances of practice that you were talking about earlier with the larger firm, or are they also going to look for a la carte? Well, it depends on what the firm is already using. Uh, let me give you an example. I've been traveling a lot, um, doing a lot of consulting in the last few weeks. And and all of these law firms that I've been with, they already have a time and billing and accounting system. And, uh, you know, when you talk to the accountant and, you know, I hear the term uh, pry it from my cold, dead hands over and over again because they there is no reason why they need to move away from their current time and billing system. So in, in those cases, you don't want to even try to attempt to put in a full practice management system if it's because it would replace their, their current and existing time and billing. And they don't so want to relearn we, that. And they well, there's no reason why they should. Okay. Um, because most of the case management systems out there, the front office systems, will integrate with existing time and billing systems. 
And when you think about it, what, what does that mean? What does that integration mean? Well, somewhere you, you need to originate a client number and a matter number, and that's typically done in the accounting system. So that information is passed to the case management system electronically. Uh, if you are tracking time using your case management system, you create time slips for everything that you do, you would like to be able to take those and pass it from the case management system to your time and billing and accounting system. And, you know, there's a few other integrations, but that's really the types of things that, that inf- that's the type of information sent back and forth between the two systems. Now, you asked the original question, is it better for a smaller firm to look at a full practice management system as opposed to two separate systems? I always encourage people to do that. Uh, and again, it depends. It's, it's not for everybody. Some firms are, would, would rather have a full practice management system because everything looks the same. It's all in the same system, same database. However, they may not have the power or uh, complexity that they need with a full practice management system as if they had two separate systems. In other words, some systems are more powerful than others. And, and I know that's a relative term, but that, that I think most people understand what I mean. Absolutely. If a small firm does not have this now and they're approaching it, in your experience, do you recommend that folks just dive in the deep end, put a full system in, or do you do it baby steps and say start with the time and billing, then add, you know, this and that? What what in your experience is the most palatable way for a small to mid-sized firm that probably has not adopted these tools to mm-hmm. approach it? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I teach a class here at the College of Law called Law Practice Management, and this is one of the first questions that comes up is I'm going to start my my own firm or I'm going to, you know, two or three of my classmates, we're going to start our own firm. We know about time and billing. We know about case management. However, we've got a limited budget. What should we put in first? I always tell students and, and I, I consult uh, and advise clients that you've got to have a solid time and billing and accounting system in place first. Andy, we're going to, I'm going to cut you off because we're going to continue this conversation shortly on Law Technology Now. But first, we're going to take a short break and tell our listeners about our sponsor, Thompson LiveNet. Today, litigators are increasingly relying on video testimony taken at depositions to secure bigger settlements. However, video files take massive amounts of your firm's storage space and often go unused because they're difficult to access. The solution is here. LiveNote Remote Video Sharing provides scalable video storage that can be accessed from any location, saving space and time. Call us for more details at 1-800-762-5272. Welcome back to Law Technology Now. I'm Monica Bay, and I'm here with my very special guest, Andy Atkins. Andy is a longtime member of Law Technology News' editorial advisory board, and is director of the University of Florida's Legal Technology Institute. And we're talking today about an article that Andy has written for us for the March issue. It's called There Is No Holy Grail. And um, Andy, one of the things that I'm constantly riling my audience about in LTN is the word solution. It's utterly banned from LTN because I firmly believe that there really is no single 
solution, be it a particular technology or approach, and that every firm has to find what is the best answer for their firm. And that's kind of the theme of your article that our readers can find. And you can find um, the article on our website as well as in our print edition. The website is www.lawtechnologynews.com. But Andy, talk about that. Is that something where you, when in your consulting, do you encounter folks who expect you to hand them that silver bullet, that solution that is going to solve all their problems? Oh, sure. I mean, people will ask me, you know, what's the best software that's out there? And I'll turn around and ask them, well, who's the best lawyer in your office? Uh, you oh, know, it's, a great. Rel- it's a relative, you know, question and very subjective. You, you kind of have to look at, you know, the type of environment and, and how comfortable people are with, um, uh, with their, uh, with technology. Now, I'm prepared. I'm not sure if you are, Monica, but I'm prepared to talk about some specific products if that might help in this program. Well, I think it might be helpful if we let's take a hypothetical firm. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I think we were talking before, let's say we have a firm with nine lawyers and support staff of five. Does that sound like a typical firm you deal with? Um, I would beef up the support staff, but yeah. Okay. Typically nine um, lawyers and maybe eight or nine staff. What are just what are some of the common uh, 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 products that you have found that would fit into some of those categories? Okay, first or of all, combinations, lay, if you will, Andy. Yeah, let me lay some groundwork here so people understand. Uh, most likely in that size law firm, they do not have a full time computer person. Okay. They'll probably have either the bookkeeper or the office manager who is sort of the point person uh, for any computer problems. And if they can't solve it, then they'll they call someone else. They'll outsource. Okay. You know, they'll call the local computer person. Most likely they're using um, uh, Microsoft products and their own uh, uh, PC-based systems. And, Andy, we only have about two minutes. So okay. give us a couple of combinations that that – might work in your experience. Sure. Uh, for that size law firm, the products I'd be looking for, if they're looking for a combination front office and back office, I'd be looking at Software Technologies products. Tabs 3 is their back office and Practice Master is their front office. Okay, that's a good combination, handles everything that firm would need to do. Uh, some firms might, might look at the LexisNexis products, which are billing matters, time matters, um, but they, instead of billing matters, they may look at PC law as a possibility. And I know, um, isn't ProLaw one of the folks that would kick into that? And yep. Amicus yep. and... Well, Pro, and... ProLaw would be the front office back office solution. Amicus would be a front office solution, but then they would need a back office. But Amicus integrates very well with PC law. In other words, what I'm hearing is that there are a lot of different packages out there, and I, I don't want to leave anyone anyone in particular out um, on this, but I think the message we're sending is there is no solution. There is no holy grail. What is helpful to do is to explore, you know, the various vendors. And a good way to do that is at the trade shows. There's three major trade shows that I'm aware of, Legal Tech New York, Legal Tech West Coast in Los Angeles, and ILTA. All of those are good opportunities to come and talk to the vendors and see, uh, get demos, see what they're doing, and also to to deal with 
organizations like your institute where you can get neutral, unbiased uh, uh, recommendations as well. One last question because we're going over time. Um, I know you have your institute, but do you think it's smart for a small firm to hire an experienced consultant who might be an independent consultant? I know there's many out there. If they're tackling this, is that going to be useful for the firms in evaluating various uh, uh, products? Well, my good friend Ross Codner and I go back and forth on this. He says, absolutely, you got to have a consultant. And I said, you know, you'll need a consult. You'll you get a consultant when you figure out you need one. Um, I, I think it's a good idea. If nothing else, at least talk to somebody and get some ideas of what you ought to be looking at so that you don't get into the trap of trying to compare a product that's specific for document management when you're looking for a case management product. Sure, and and understand. hopefully Law Technology News will help them to understand these trends, and we try to cover this regularly. And we do have to wrap up. Andy, I want to thank you so much. Our guest has been Andy Atkins, who is the author of There Is No Holy Grail, which is a great place to start if you're trying to consider adopting case or practice management software. And I want to thank you. I want to thank our sponsor for this program, Thompson Live Note. And uh, Andy, if someone needs to reach you, can you tell us what the best uh, email is for you or your phone number if you'd like to give us that? Sure. Phone number is area code 352-273-0765. Email is adkins with a D, A-D-K-I-N-S at law.ufl.edu. That's University of Florida. And you can also email me and I can get anything to Andy if you weren't able to write that down. You can reach me at lawtech at alm.com. You can call us at uh, 212-313-9008. One final reminder before we say, say adios is that you can listen to this podcast on uh, law.com's ALM Law Technology Now website, www.lawtechnologynow.com, or the Legal Talk Network's www.legaltalknetwork.com and finally I'll now on my brand new iPod be able to go and look at it on the iTunes podcast library. Thank you so much and please come and listen to our next show. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today. Today.